0: No? Okay. Um, So announcement on chairs. We get to fill in four more chairs this week. Amen. Every chair matters. We are very, very close to the halfway mark, just a few uh, thousand dollars. And that just started really the end of, uh, I think, April. So May, June, and July. Here we are in August. And what an amazing, that is an amazing miracle, uh, that amount of money coming in. And so um, if you're new here today or visiting and uh, we're attempting to raise, uh, three. we will raise $300,000. We will raise $300,000 uh, by this fall, and we'll be in a better position financially, loan-wise, and, and uh, in strength. So uh, just encourage you to, you have time to stop by the building, you're free to do that. Um, there are screws and nails and all that out there, so be careful about that with your vehicle, but uh, take a look at how the progress is going. It's really moving, and and we're thankful for uh, Kelly and Shrock Construction, and and he's got our back in this. So um, we have communion today at the end of the service. And just kind of as a note, I also want to welcome those on Facebook. Uh, let's give a hand to all those on the Facebook world, social media. God bless you, and uh, perhaps maybe uh, those from uh, Sri Lanka that are tuning in. Uh, At the end of the service, I'm going to make time for a segment. uh, Many of you know uh, Pastor Woody; his dear wife Melanie passed away this past week, and it was sudden. Uh, She was 56 years old, and and uh, so we have been uplifting them in prayer. and And so we want to just we just want to honor. We just want to have a few minutes where we honor Pastor um, uh, uh, Melanie in Sri Lanka. Uh, We've known my wife and I've known her for over 30 years, and it was very sudden, and Woody's going through some health issues himself, so uh, we're praying and believing God. So so during the communion segment, we'll just have a a few people that have asked to come up and to pray and receive communion. Amen? Amen. So let's take a moment and pray. Father, I humble myself before you. I recognize that in and of myself, I have nothing good to say, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak through me, to give to your people what they need here today. I thank you for a spirit of understanding. I thank you, Lord, that there would be openness, that we would have spiritual ears to hear, and there would be a receptivity as we talk about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Well, we're going to do this without PowerPoint, the guys did a great job. Excuse me, without me doing the clicker, they did a great job in the first service, so we appreciate all the hard work back there. Thank you, guys. Let's give a hand to the sound guys. They're just amazing. The salmon boys, just, they're amazing, and Curtis, and hey, how many here last week, and you heard Angie, Angie Share? She did an amazing job. You always bless us in your ministry, and there's so many more. Sundays you have in time of ministry. So we just we just are blessed. We are blessed. So uh, this is the fifth week, uh, and this is uh, on hot topics. We're continuing because there's been a number of people that have uh, written in and asked questions. There's some th- statements I make that sometimes it goes over people's heads, and they go, what is he talking about, and what does that mean? And so we're just kind of stepping back and trying to do the best we can to answer some of those, and this week we want to talk about, and, and I know this will continue into another week, uh, spiritual language, uh, specifically uh, on, on tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but we'll see how far we can get here this morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles or apps, pull up Jude, Jude uh, chapter 1, there's only one chapter there, verse 20. And the scripture says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit. And my when I read that, if you don't come from a background that's whether the persuasion of understanding of being filled with the Spirit, the baptism, my question is, how do you pray in the Holy Spirit? And uh, we want to talk about that. Another translation says it this way. Beloved, build yourself up on the foundation of the most holy faith. Continually progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher, pray in the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about pray in the Holy Spirit, but very quickly recap. Uh, last week, we talked about prayer, and uh, there was questions on why do we ask others to pray for us, and specifically altar ministry, and why not just talking to God yourself isn't enough. And and so we talked about how God encourages us to pray for each other, uh, to ask others to pray for us, and uh, to pray for others, the Bible says in, in, in uh Galatians 6:2, that we are to carry each other's burdens. So that's another uh, admonition for us to pray. James 5:16 is the verse we used. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And we talked about that verse a little bit and what that means. And, and so we see there's this component of healing when others pray for you. And, and we know more than just physical healing, there's mental healing and emotional healing. How many of you know? Our nation needs some emotional and mental healing, amen? I mean, what's going on, and just flipping on the news, you can, you can be set on, you know, set on edge of all the travesty that's going on and the violence, and, and uh, our nation needs to be healed. So we remember, we continue to pray for America. Can you say amen? And it says the prayer of a righteous man or woman is powerful and effective. And so now, just kind of jumping in as we left off last week, praying in tongues, what does that mean? Another question is, why do we say people get filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues? Uh, And I mentioned that we had uh, uh, Angie uh, 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 Johnson here, who actually, I'm doing a wedding for RJ and her after this, so they are getting married. (laughs) I can say that because she's not here. Um, I didn't want to embarrass her, (laughs) but she's thrilled. She's thrilled, but a wonderful couple. But, But she has some teaching that I gave her on a memory stick that I delve in deeper, I was just going to touch on some of this. Uh, I talk about the beauty of spiritual language, white tongues, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and all of that. And so, so one of the texts is Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, 16, the Bible says, pray in the spirit. How do you do that? <laughs> well, uh, 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 usually the, the response you get, at all times. Well, that's interesting. And then every kind of prayer, there's a whole teaching right there just on prayer, that there's different kinds of prayer, prayer of petition, uh, prayer of intercession, where you go between, and, and uh, just numerous kinds of prayer. But uh, uh, to this end, stay alert with all perseverance in, uh, in your prayers for all the saints, all the believers, pray, pray. So how, how do we <clears throat> pray in the spirit? Well, to start off, basically, I would say this. There's an understanding, which we believe and preach and teach here, that when you're born again, there's the spirit within and then there's the spirit upon. Can we say that? Say the spirit within and the spirit upon. I tried to share this with one guy that came from a denomination one time and he could not understand what I was saying. So either I was missing it, trying to explain, or to me it seems very simple, but it was just very difficult for him to understand and I'll talk more about it, but I just want to touch on it. There's a difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, now watch this, that's when you are saved, born again. You receive Christ, you're regenerated. How many know that that is a work of the Holy Spirit in your life? The Bible talks about that. It says in Romans 8, 15, where we're born again, that we cry, Abba, Father, and that as the Spirit producing sonship, so your, or daughtership, if I could say that, that when you're born again, God puts his spirit in your spirit. How many see that? Say amen. amen. Okay, that, that's a simple step A, step A. And so uh, let me just say this. Every born again child of God enjoys the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in your life forever. Say amen. That's wonderful. So we're not saying that you don't have the Holy Spirit if you don't speak in tongues. No, you have the indwelling presence and spirit of God. But we preach and teach and believe the scriptures bring out that there is an additional experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is a work of Jesus. So what do you mean, Pastor Mike? Luke 3.16, John the Baptist is speaking. And now watch what he says. He says, John answered them and said, I baptize you with water. Remember John the Baptist, you know, that guy? Um, Why do we call him John the Baptist? Well, it's John the Baptizer. (laughs) I don't know if he was a Baptist denomination, maybe. I don't know. I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. Watch this. He says, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He, somebody shout, he, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Who is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit? It's Jesus. Okay? Okay jesus and i wanted an interesting point um well let me just before i jump ahead uh if you notice it's jesus is the baptized of the holy spirit the holy spirit uh just here's a verse here and we'll delve into this more deeper uh, not today but about the holy spirit within and the holy spirit upon if you can pull up acts eight sixteen, it says the holy spirit had not yet come upon some shout upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And someone said, well, they just got John's baptism. Listen, these were believers, watch this, at, 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 at that Philip preached to in Samaria. And how many know you don't water-baptize unbelievers? They were water-baptized. So they are believers. And it said the Holy Spirit, because he talked about, hey, have you been filled with Spirit? They said, "Uh, well, no, it's just John's, uh, you know, baptism. And like, no, wait a minute, baptism of repentance. But these, actually one translation said this, Jesus as their possession. They were believers. I believe that's what they're talking about. They were believers. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon, upon any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's, uh, Philip preached Christ to them uh, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, they, and they, 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 they were baptized. And so I'll speak more on that later, but there's, there's, I believe there's a distinguishing between the Holy Spirit within, when you're saved, and the Holy Spirit upon, coming upon you. And you say, well, I don't want that, Pastor Mike. That's okay, then you don't get it. <laughs> Said that with a smile. Well, I don't know about that tongue thing, whatever. That's okay, nobody's gonna strong-arm you. Nobody's gonna make you, whatever. We just, you know, uh, I'm not gonna be embarrassed about it as a pastor. I believe it's in the scripture, and I'm gonna teach on it. And you know what? Every time I do, someone's always filled. (laughs) Someone's always filled. And it's been happening for over 2,000 years since the day of Pentecost. And so, um, but I I want you to get this point on the the verse there when it talked about, and when John said in Luke 3, 16, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Somebody shout fire. But you got to say it more like in a charismatic Pentecostal way. Fire! How many remember heard that? Huh? And you've heard that, maybe seen preachers, or some of you have had some negative experiences. I've been part of that, that, you know, part of this Holy Ghost meeting, and they keep shouting, fire! And I'm like, okay. I I was interested, when I was looking this up, I said, okay, the Holy Spirit and fire. What does fire mean? Seems kind of like you were flaming out. You know, you just, you know, what does it mean to have to be baptized with fire? And I don't believe it means just shouting and shouting louder, fire that something happens to you. Now it may, you know, I don't know. And someone keeps shouting fire at you. I don't know if you're going to spontaneously combust. I don't know. But the but, but point is, it's something more deeper than that. Can I get an amen? And, and, and actually, fire actually, in Greek is the word pour, P-U-R, That's pronounced poor. And the commentators say in Scripture, fire is often used figuratively, like with the fire of God. Here's the point which transforms all it touches into light and likeness with itself. Interesting. God's spirit, like a holy fire, watch this, enlightens and purifies so that believers can share more and more in his likeness. So if you hear someone shouting, fire, it's not you to fall around, to roll around and all that. No, it's to turn you into the likeness of Christ. You've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire that transforms you. Amen. The fire of God, one Bible commentator says, "Is the it brings the uninterrupted privilege of being transformed, which happens, watch this, by experiencing faith from Him. Our lives can become true offerings to Him as we obey this imparted faith from God by His power. Amen. So enough on that on, on fire. But uh, being filled in the Spirit, you can pull up Ephesians 5.18. And I finally, I, I hand-selected this verse out of all of them. It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and stupidity. And so I asked in the earlier service, uh, you know, hey, how was your past week? You could say, well, pastor, there was a lot of wickedness, corruption, and stupidity that happened. We don't want that, amen? Uh, but <laughs> right there, uh, we, we don't want weeks where wickedness, corruption, and stupidity. Uh, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Constantly guided by him. How many see that say amen. amen? That's what it means. And so we know that being filled with spirit, there's a component constantly filled. See, that's, that, that, that word filled doesn't mean a one-time experience. Now watch this. This is where it gets confusing to some people. When you are born again and you receive the spirit within, you don't have to pray each week to get saved. Your spirit, man or woman, is reju- rejuvenated. It's enlightened. It's the spirit of God comes within your spirit, man, and woman. You're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Your body's going to rot someday. Your soul, but your spirit and soul will live forever. It's just what place, you know, you have a choice in this earth to decide what place you want to live forever. I want to go up, amen, not down. <clears throat> amen. And so, yeah, <clears throat> uh, my train of thought. Uh, so there's a constant feeling. And so even as a believer... This verse, I believe, is speaking to that we are to be constantly filled. So what does that mean? God has subsequent fillings for each and every one of you. It's not a one-time thing. And some of you may have oppression. Some of you have been looking too much on what's going on in the news, in the world. Some of you are depressed. Some of you are very fearful. Some of you have major anxiety about the future. What's going to happen? It's all going to collapse. People are buying guns. People are going crazy. I mean, what's going to happen? And we kind of come in and praise the Lord. We're doing fine. No, you're full with a lot of fear. We don't want that. Amen? So God has in feelings. That's why it's so, as I shared earlier, it's so important for us to be a part of a local church body. Why? God does things corporately in a church setting that he won't do anywhere else. Why? Because if you could get everything you needed outside of church, you don't need me. You don't need church. You don't need none of this. But God will refrain. He will withhold from giving you what you need unless you show up in church. Somebody needs to say amen, oh me. Because <laughs> why? There are times that have come and I thought, God, I need a word. I need a word. And I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to get up this morning. See, you, I can't do that as a pastor, you know. There's, there's plenty of jokes along that line, but I won't go there. But, the, you know, I, I, I need a touch from God. And then I go to church and lo and behold, God fills me. I said he fills me. He fills me up. He gives me what I need. It may not have been the answer I was looking for exactly, but when I leave, I'm full. I said, I leave, I'm full. I'm filled. Why? I receive what I needed that day, and I rise above. Amen? I rise above the circumstance. So, so, so there's a constant, a consistent, an infilling that God has for each and every one of us. He has that for you. Don't miss it. I said, don't miss it. Amen? So we know that this joy in our heart being filled and there's this submission and humility that God puts in our heart that we should uh, operate in. When we're filled, it means the Holy Spirit is ruling in our life. But but the New Testament Christians watch this considered speaking in tongues as a God given sign accompanying the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Acts two, three, and four. Acts two, three, and four. Then there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled, there it is again, with the Holy Spirit. And when they were filled, they spoke. So say this with me. Say, filled, Filled. speak, Speak. filled, Filled. speak, they spoke when they were filled. Remember that. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we know there's a, this, the Spirit is behind that, the Holy Spirit, but there is something that they had to do with their tongue. I've been praying for the Holy Spirit. I don't know what's going on, Pastor. And I hear that all the time. You just need your tongue loosed. You need to step out in faith. Come on, you know. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, right there is probably maybe your issue. Fear of man. What is the community going to say? What are people going to say? I don't care. I want everything that God has for me. Amen? And, and I well, I'll get into it, but, uh, There appeared tongues of fire. I believe this is the pattern for the spirit-filled life today. It's still available, and it's valid for all believers. Well, Pastor Mike, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit did that in the church in its baby infant stage. He, he coddled the baby church at the time. He did certain things back then that he's not doing it today. Where do you find that in the Bible? Well, Pastor Mike, the Bible says that tongues will cease. It does say that in 1 Corinthians, but it also says that knowledge will cease. Are we still learning things today? Well, that means tongues is still available. <laughs> when there's no more knowledge and we come and start, we're not learning anything. Uh, then you can say tongues will ceased, but we're still learning. Come on, amen. you got to hit this stuff because there's a lot of lies that are out there and strongholds that the devil has used to, to bind people up. And it's, how many of you know that if God's provided something for us spiritually, do you think the devil will fight that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to fight. He's going to fight it over your life. He's going to fight it over. And sometimes people can be shipwrecked by one word of opinion of someone else. Well, so-and-so said and. I respect them. They're affluent people, you know, so it must be Saul. You got to be kidding. You're going to base your whole life, send the destination of your life on an opinion of someone else who really does not know? Amen. (laughs) I mean, looking like, oh, wow. (laughs) Now, uh, I believe this pattern. So speaking in tongues, maybe you can pull this up, is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit a spirit-inspired utterance whereby believers speak in a language they have never learned, a language they never learned. Now, here's the thing. It may be an existing spoken language, as on the day of Pentecost, or a language that is unknown on earth. Where do you find that, Pastor Mike? Well, you know, if you study and you can Google this, whatever. There are varying numbers, but I was told that recently there's over 7,117 known languages spoken around the world today. I don't know if you knew that. And every year, that number is shrinking because there's certain dialects that certain people that they get older that they spoke are dying off and they don't have any writings about it. And so that number is shrinking. How many still with me say amen? Well, 1 Corinthians 13, one, if you pull that up, it says, if I could speak in all the languages on earth and of angels, Paul is saying, because. If I could speak all the languages of earth, and he's talking about walking in love and all that, but in this context, he mentions that there are tongues and languages of earth and languages of angels. How many you know the language of angels is innumerable? Right? So the angels have a language. What are they? I don't know. I don't know. So you don't know that in filling is maybe a heavenly language. You don't know that. You say, well, uh, and, and that's the question. We don't know how many angelic tongues there are out there. And, and so, here, praying in tongues is not some ecstatic speech, as rendered in some translations. And you may even find in your Bibles that, you know, certain commentators there that will come against that. For the Bible itself never uses the term ecstatic utterance when referring to speaking in tongues. But watch this speaking in tongues is an inspired utterance whereby the believer's spirit, key point, in the Holy Spirit, join in verbal praise, worship, prayer, or prophecy. And I want you to get this about the believer's spirit. The believer's spirit, the key point. Here's an interesting overlooked truth. In the upper room, the 120 that came down, that they were filled, and they came in the street. Many of you know in Acts chapter 2, the story. Uh, the Bible says they were filled. We, those that are, don't believe in this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, say, well, they were evangelizing. So God did that at that time just for the infant baby church to evangelize and they were proclaiming the gospel. So in other words, when that happens, it's only for evangelizing. I was like, well, <clears throat> what does the Bible say? The Bible says tongues is a sign for unbelievers. Just wants to throw that out there. And I want you to notice too, Acts chapter two, verse 11. Very interesting point. And a lot of times they, they miss this. But it talks about Cretans and Arabs. And he says, we all hear them. Now, this is the response. We all hear them speaking in our native tongues. There's the language, okay. So they didn't know, learn that, but they were supernaturally speaking. What were they speaking about? Four spiritual laws. Maybe they were talking about the Roman's road to salvation. They weren't evangelizing. What were they doing? They were talking about miracles. Come on that's what it says. They were talking about the works of God, the wonders of God. they were all just praising. So they hear someone say, if you, you know, didn't know Russian and you were speaking Russian or Arabic or Hebrew or whatever, or all of these different many uh, people that came to hear them on that day preaching and proclaiming, they heard a language and some of them may have heard them in their language saying, praise Jesus, praise God. What are they doing? And, and God is a miracle worker. He worked miracles and, and he, he saves. and he, th- That's what they were hearing. They were hearing that in their native tongue. But what were they doing? They weren't getting the four spiritual laws. Yes, they were magnifying Christ, amen. It wasn't the Romans' role to salvation. Perhaps, maybe, there was, you must get right with God, maybe. There was some context of that. I don't, I don't know specifically, but I know what it's written in the Bible says. They were magnifying the mighty works of God. How many see that same amen? He said, we hear them tell about the miracles God has done. Now the translation says, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. We hear these people speak in our own language about the wonderful things God has done. So what does that say to summarize that? Being filled with the Holy Spirit, I could say it this way, necessitates, there's a component of praise and worship with it. Has anybody Asked you to say, hey, will you take some time and pray over a situation or whatever? Now, I don't know about you, but, or come to a prayer meeting to pray from nine to 10 on Saturday mornings. <sighs> Can I get a root canal instead? <laughs> Why? Because it's to sit there and go, oh, bless mommy and daddy. Uh, pray for a country, pray, uh, pray for, you yeah, yeah. Uh, auntie who, you know, how many know after a while you, you kind of run out of, come on, am I the only one, right? But some of you may like have a list, some of you might have a like I'm pulling out a Rolodex, you know, and we pray for, great, great, I'm not that way, I pray in the spirit. And my spirit is praying, and I'm being charged, I'm being lifted up, I'm being built up, but I'm praying in my spirit, and I'm praying the perfect will of God. I may be praying for me, I may be praying for you, I don't know that. I don't know that, but I'm praying in my spirit. As I pray in the spirit and I pray my understanding, I'm speaking, uttering the perfect will of God, the mighty works of God, a, a, a language, a language in the spirit. And so pull this up. Godly speaking in tongues with the baptism of the Holy Spirit from the very beginning. He did that. Why? So the 120 believers at Pentecost and the believers thereafter, that's us. I said, that's us watch this, would have an observed and experiential confirmation that they had indeed received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You have, to get the, you have to go back online to find that, what I just said. to Repeat that. Throughout history of the church, whenever tongues as a confirming sign has been denied or lost from view, the experience of Pentecost has been distorted and ignored completely. Stand with me if you would, please. I have more that we can talk on that, but I want to make a time and segment here as we're about to receive communion, and uh, there's more on this that I believe uh, we need to address. But here's the thing. As a pastor, Mike, <clears throat> I find that one of the big stumbling blocks, not necessarily is a resistance because someone else said that, but for most believers, it's, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. And I remember, this is going way back, probably back in 2005, in actually one of those MP3 series on tongues, I had businessmen and women in this community come up, uh, some of them still alive today, Then they shared about how they were filled with the Spirit, and how they spoke in tongues, and what God did in and through their life, and you can get that that's free, that's available. Uh, I'll just you come forward and, and, and bring the community and get that prepared, we're about to receive, but I just want to conclude this segment of the service right now. I know we're a little bit early, but I want to make some time for uh, communion. But with every head bowed and you're here this morning, and say, Pastor Mike, I'm not right with the Lord. I need to get right with God. You may be a young person here. You know things are not right in your spirit. Maybe you've been disobedient to your parents. I don't know. Maybe you're doing things that parents don't know of, and you know inside your heart is hurting. This is a great day for you to get right with Jesus. Maybe as an adult, uh, you just veered off course. I say this in the church and I say this the rest of my life. If you fall, fall forward. Get back up. God is not your enemy. <laughs> for the Christian, he's your father and he loves you. And so I just want to encourage you. For those of you here also this morning, yet you're, not, you're not right with God. You have not totally surrendered your life to Christ in other words you've not received him in your life you're not born again as the Bible says you're not converted you don't have that assurance of salvation I'd like to pray with you you're not joining this church but you would be joining the family of God maybe those on Facebook online and you said you know what pastor I need to get right you tuned in and you know what I've been wayward I'm far away from God and I want to come back it's just one step it's just one step it's not many steps one step As you face and turn to the Lord with heavy head bowed, pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you meant that prayer, God meant it. And we're here to help you on your journey, to help you in your walk of faith. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated at this time. We're a little bit early here, but I'm uh, doing this specifically. I want to invite my wife, Rhonda, to come forward, and uh, we're going to receive communion. And uh, I've asked uh, Kath- Kathleen uh, to come forward. You can come up. And uh, uh, Katie here, have been to Sri Lanka. And we just want to take this moment uh, for those in uh, Sri Lanka with uh, all the ministry there uh, that's taking place, the pastors and ministers and their wives. And, and for you, Pastor, Pastor Woody, uh, the tremendous loss with your dear, precious wife, dear to us all here at Church for the Harvest, uh, the many years, I think this was in 2019, uh, this picture and we were outside one of the hotels and um, just a wonderful couple uh, Melanie is a, a tremendous woman of God and you know here's the thing she she finished her course she ran strong and she is with the Lord now but it's also a very painful agonizing time for pastor Woody and and we're praying believing God that he comes through some of these these health issues so I asked the, the ladies just to Maybe share a verse or something, and, and then we're just going to have a time of prayer. Just a few minutes, of you would, and we'll receive communion. Thank you.
1: First off, I just want to um, talk to our friends in Sri Lanka. Gosh, I wrote this so I wouldn't cry. Um, I just want to thank each of you um, watching from Sri Lanka, and I know there's a couple of you at least. I you know it's late there. How proud we are of how you honored Mel. You did beautiful gosh, um, you represented her and her wishes and every service and you celebrated her life beautifully we love each of you Lord I ask today that you would comfort those feeling the loss of Melanie cover Woody as he continues on without her by his side be his strength and comfort comfort the leaders and the members of Overcomers Church, where she faithfully led and served for 30 years. Comfort Shinny as she continues to live live out her mother's legacy, and to Norma as she grieves the loss of her daughter, and today I declare a spirit of strength, of courage, of wisdom as they continue serving the country of Sri Lanka in Jesus' name.
2: like to speak to our Sri Lankan family that we love so much. And I'm just so sorry for your loss. I know Melanie so well and I know her heart so well. And I just, I'm just so, I'm just so sad at the loss for us and for all of you. And Woody, I just stand behind you today and I just pray divine health over you and for these things that you've got to uh, go forward with now for your own health. And just please, Woody, be strong and know that the church is taken care of. You have trustworthy people that you can leave in their hands and you know that they will do a good job. So just get better. You need to do this because we need you too here as much as they need you in sri lanka and i just thank you for the things that mel did with the children's home father god i thank you for each child that was blessed to be raised up in that place father god and i ask that that will continue that the memory of mama mel will continue to help other young little ladies to grow up safe and be in a safe environment and learn the things of you. And Cheney and Norma, I just think of you so far away and how hard this is for you. And I just ask blessings over them, Lord. I ask comfort over them. I ask comfort over our whole Sri Lankan family. And I just thank you, Father God, for the mighty things that are still going to happen. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.
3: melanie was for those of you who don't know she was just such a bubbly happy and she she just did the little things and even just seeing all our sri lankan friends um just seeing her tagged in so many posts on facebook it it just reiterated to me how she did the little things um every time she i mean i got um, the privilege of going there in 2012 and my husband went there and we weren't married yet and but since then every time she came back she would always bring my husband a bag of tea and she would always make sure she saw him and she would say hey here's here I caught the tea for you and it was just she just had that heart of seeing people and just with the children's home and I just remember even on my trip when I was there I got sick and you don't want to be sick when you're overseas and she was just she was just there in such a compassionate way and I just I see that, I got to see just a little bit of it and I just think of the church and all the people that she touched and she did just leave such a big legacy and um, I just am so thankful that I got to know her too. So I just wanna pray for our Sri Lankan friends and Mike and Rhonda too because their friendship with Pastor Woody and Mel has been throughout the years and it's been such a blessing to so many people. So Father God, I just, I lift up all those who are touched by Melanie and I just I just thank you that she was known as Mama Mel and that she just had that mother's heart and she was just a lion of God in your kingdom, Lord. I thank you that her prayers are still going to be answered and that she is just dancing with you in heaven, Lord. We thank you for the celebration and I just, I just pray comfort and strength over those who are still here, Lord, and who are missing her. Um, I just ask that you would just send your Holy Spirit to just give them an extra measure of comfort and even joy when they don't think that they could have joy, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, for her life and her legacy and just ask that it would just continue on, Lord. Amen.
0: Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Stand with me, if you would, please. Help to receive communion. You know, reavers are kind of caught in a time warp someone you love, there's this ripping, there's this tearing of a spouse dies, no longer physically with you, and I know Woody leaned very heavily uh, on Melanie, and Melanie was a key part, as I said, we'd known. Over 30 plus years, I knew Melanie in Bible school before she, she even met Woody, and Woody was actually... In my second year, he was part of uh, my street evangelism outreach where I carried a 10-foot cross, and Woody was in that group. And oh it's just amazing how God would have known the relationship and how it's ensued, and the tremendous blessing that they have been to us. As we go over there, they have a strong work. They have a very strong work. And Mel served together with joy. She was always joyful. And uh, there's so many untold stories of how she ministered quietly to to people. And and she was maybe not the one that was out at front and in front of the big meetings and speaking. But she was like a mom there. And, And so much happened because of her. And we miss her in this verse here in Romans 10, 14. How then will they call upon him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching or going? And Mel went. She went. She just answered the call and said yes. And great is her reward. She has a life that was worth living. It was a life, even though we feel maybe it's cut short, but she's home with the Lord. I think of the scripture in John 16, Jesus said, so with you, now is your time of grief. But I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. And I just want to speak that over the church there, Pastor Woody, and I want you to know we love you, and our hearts are with you all. And as you're grieving, we are grieving here. We continue to pray and uplift you. And I'm going to pray just a, a, a blessing and, and over you all and a comfort before we receive communion here, but I'm reminded of the story of David Livingston. A minister, he was a missionary to Africa. And when He was sent out and all these years they found him dead beside his bed in the position of prayer. And I believe it was around uh, 1873. And as they got him, they wanted his body back. He was so revered. The work that he did there in Africa, the London. And so they came to go get the body. When they came to get the body, they noticed that his heart was removed. And they said, what did you do? They said, you can have his body back. But his, his heart was in Africa, so they they, they they buried his heart in Africa. And Mel is is buried there in, in Sri Lanka. She was all in. She was all in. And we miss you. But our joy, we have expectation. Amen. We'll see you again now. Woody, we love you. Lord, we bless all of our family and friends, loved ones there in Sri Lanka. Strengthen Pastor Woody. Lord, infuse hope again. The Bible says when hope deferred, the heart becomes sick. sick. But when a desire comes, it's like a tree of life. Lord, I just pray you'd pour out that tree of life. And what Pastor Woody needs. All the leaders there, Mitch, Kayla, Heron, John. Nick, uh, all of them, Lord, that lead the ministry there. Strengthen them. We love you all. We speak God's blessing over you. We want you to know that we are with you. In spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you.